Hi, thank you for joining me on my podcast, No Agenda, No Apologies. This is Lisa Marie Costabile. Some of you may know me as Kota in the spiritual world. My next guest is very special to us. She has inspired my daughter to love reading. Harriet Munkaster is the internationally best-selling and award-winning children's author and illustrator of the Isidore Moon series, which has sold over 1 million copies worldwide. She spent her childhood drawing, writing, and creating miniature worlds for tiny characters. She lives near some beautiful hills in Bedfordshire, England, with her husband and daughter. We had a wonderful conversation as Harriet gave us some tips and insight on her writing process and her illustrations. And we also talk about her upcoming new series, Victoria Stitch. Let's welcome Harriet. Hi, Harriet. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It's really sweet of you. We're huge fans here. I um, told my daughter that you were coming on and she just, um, she hasn't slept in days. She's just been excited and she's reread some of the books and she's super excited and, and she's here and she'd like to ask you a couple questions. Here she is. Her name is Orenda Velvet. Hi. Hi, Orenda. I love your name. It's so pretty. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. I love your pink hair. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Getting quite faded now in lockdown. I need to uh, need to dye it. Yeah, you got to get that old L'Oreal, right? <laughs> yeah. My favorite books of Isadora Moon is Isadora Moon Goes Camping because I love how the dad takes hours to get dressed and I love Princess Butterscotch. Oh, yeah. Um, Isadora's dad is, um, he's quite vain, isn't he? <laughs> Do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions? No, go ahead. Did you camp under tents or did you sleep under the stars? Well, I've never, I've never slept under the stars without a tent, I must say. I've, <laughs> I've, um, I've been camping. Mm-hmm. I've been camping quite a few times, but never, always in, in a tent. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cute. I like the idea of under the stars, but I don't know. You, you know, I don't know. It depends where you are because, yeah. you know, you wouldn't want an animal to. Yeah, we have to be careful of the bears over here in, in uh, California. So got to be careful of them. Oh, wow. Um, who is your favorite character? Uh, my favorite character in Isadora Moon is actually I really like Isadora's mom because she loves nature and I'm actually, I'd say I'm more fairy than vampire. Like I, I prefer fairyish things than vampire things, really. So I do love Isadora as well. But yeah, I like her mum. We did those little tests in the book. We took the little quiz. What were you, Arenda? I was, uh, we did Isadora Saves the Carnival. And I think I was like Mirabelle or something. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a fabulous part of your book series as well, is where some of it's kind of hands-on, where they can just go to the back and do some of the questions, or um, even some of your videos are really yeah. cool. I noticed you dress like Isadora Moon. Do you always dress like her? Um, yeah, I do love pink and black, actually. Most of my clothes are pink and black, to oh, be fair, too. yeah. I do dress <laughs> like that. <laughs> pink and black is a good combo. What does your room look like? Um, my bedroom. Yeah. Um, my bedroom is actually got a lot of gold stuff in it. I like, I really like Rococo gold things. So, mm-hmm. um, we have a, a 
gold bed and a gold mirror and gold curtains. So, yeah, a lot of gold. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about the tiny things you make. Do you buy them or do you make them? I buy some of them and I make some of them. I just love miniature things. Mm-hmm. I just have a, a real obsession for like a tiny thing. So, yeah, I like to make some and then some I buy. Do you make those with clay? Um, uh, well, it depends what I'm making. Mm-hmm. I, I do sometimes make little things out of clay, but otherwise, you know, out of fabric or mm-hmm. um, all sorts of things, really. When you were eight, what did you dream of being? When I was eight? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I can't actually remember. I think I always loved writing and drawing, but I didn't realize it was a job you could do back then. I hadn't, I don't know, I just didn't realize you could do that as a job. Um, so I, I think I probably wanted to be an actress or something like that. Mm-hmm. I do remember wanting to be an actress at one point in my life. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Well, that's good. Can you tell us some tips about writing for kids, please? Writing. Okay. Well, I would say a really important thing is to read a lot because um, that will help you um, just absorb things and pick up um, ways to do things um, and expand your vocabulary and stuff. So I say read a lot and write a lot, basically. Um, just write. Write as much as you can. Read and write. Well, um, Arenda's going to take off now, but we appreciate her coming on. Do you have any last words to say, Arenda? Um, yeah. Can you give a shout out to my school, Carpenter Community Charter in Los Angeles, California? Hi, Carpenter Community Charter School. My name's Harriet Munster, and I'm sending you some love, magic, and sparkle from me. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Arenda, say thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's lovely to meet you. Yeah. I love your books. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, well, thank you so much for answering some of those questions from an eight-year-old. She was very excited. Um, so, first of all, how is your family and you doing with the quarantine? Um, we're doing okay. I'd say it's up and down. It's quite strange mm-hmm. time. Um, I'm pretty sure I had the coronavirus at the oh. beginning of the whole thing. Oh, wow. So I don't know. It wasn't the greatest stuff. We all had it. I'm I'm 90 sure it was that, but obviously we can't get tested. But um, it was all the symptoms, and it lasted about a month. So right. it really knocked us down. Wow. So it started with that, but it's it's all right. It's just um. Yeah, it's it's strange not being able to see family. Um, also, it's not that much different from my normal life because I work from home anyway. Right. It's just um, strange not being able to just, I don't know, it feels very, um, a, a little bit unsettling outside, really, <laughs> just because everything's so strange. Right, right. And it is, especially when you become a mom, as you know, you have, a um, what, a three-year-old now? Yeah, actually, I've loved having her at home all the time because usually she's out at groups and things. So right. and it has been really nice spending so much time with her at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and she seems fine, actually. She seems to really enjoy all the home time. So that's I know, great. that's that's like Arenda. That's definitely like Arenda. It is, um, there's a lot of parents possibly that would rather have their... Although I love that she's in school. I'm taking this time. I'm trying to remain positive that, you know, these kids grow so so quickly and to have her home and even though sometimes we get on each other's nerves to have her home where we have a routine and we do our thing we're cooking she's 
definitely reading more. She's um, doing a lot of pretend play, which is perfect that, you know, you came on the show because she started looking at your videos on YouTube and, and things like that. And she's been um, writing and stuff. So that's very inspiring. And I want to thank you for that, that you definitely inspire the children. You, you really live the life of a, a children's author. I want to say that you, you, you walk the walk. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh yeah that was really lovely to hear yeah. I'm so glad she's enjoyed you know the videos and things yeah I don't know about you but my daughter's had a lot of online classes still so I don't know about Arenda but we've had a lot of you know online ballet and things that she would usually do so that's been quite good as well yeah um the school that Arenda goes to we're very blessed we have dance teachers and music teachers and PE teachers so they get and the art teachers so we get lots of enrichment and um and then she's, of course, doing her piano and all that singing. And so because of um, the Internet, it's fabulous. You know, even, um, you know, as you know, Instagram and just being able to connect with people is really great. We're very lucky in a lot of ways. I mean, imagine if this happened back in the, what, 1920s, how that would be. It'd be very different. Yeah, we are very lucky. Yeah. Oh, it's mostly fine, really, the lockdown. It, yeah. Right. It's not like we're grueling here and not... <laughs> <laughs> and having to go out and hunt for yeah. our food or anything. So we have to be blessed yeah. with that. Do you find that your creative process, like I, I hear a lot of people, I have other friends that are authors that are losing their creativity, even musicians and um, uh, screenwriters and things like that. Do you feel like you've been more inspired or less inspired to write? Uh, well, I've been working on a deadline for illustrating my uh, book that's coming out in September which has been quite a big job. Yay, I'm really excited for it. Oh, uh, um, yeah, I'm so excited about this book, but I've had that to focus on. So, And because I was ill for a month, um, I've had to really catch up with that. So I've been really focusing on just getting that done and I'm almost done. So um, I haven't done any writing. And um, so I'd say my creativity has mainly been sort of forced to just carry on at the moment. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the the book that you're about to release? Um, I I think I know what it is, but I'll let you tell the audience. Yes, this book is a middle grade book, so it's for older children than Isadora, and it is called Victoria Stitch, Bad and Glittering, and it's basically my dream book, the the mm-hmm. book I've wanted to write before I die kind of book, like my real passion. Uh, I mean, I'm passionate about Isadora as well, obviously, but um. This one's really close to my heart because I, I created this character even way before Isadora. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Wow. And I, I was reading about that where um, at one point you thought Victoria Stitch would be launched, but then you took bits and pieces from that character and brought it to um, Isadora. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> Victoria Stitch, in in a way... Um, inspired Isadora and they're totally separate characters now but um, Isadora was definitely yeah I took part of Victoria Stitch Pink Rabbit used to be Victoria Stitch's that must have been difficult tearing the twins apart right yeah but I gave her a new sidekick and Pink Rabbit is much happier now with Isadora anyway right she's much nicer Tim Mm -hmm. Victoria Stitch is a bit of a um, um she's not She's not the as nice as Isadora Moon, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the book will be released in the UK when? At what point? September. Okay. 
Okay, so hopefully we can get it in the states. And um, is it? Do you plan on having it be a series like Isadora, or you're not sure? I'd hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm contracted for two, so they're definitely going to be. There's definitely going to be a sequel, and then we'll see. But um, I don't know if it, if or when it will be released in the US because um, I guess we, we have to wait and see whether any publishers pick it up from different countries. Oh, I and see. even if they do, it's usually quite behind. Um, the, the schedule is quite behind in the US from the UK, so it probably won't be out for a while if it does come out in the US. Okay. I wish it could be out. I know. I'm dying to even read it. I noticed though that there are some in the Isadora series that are. In the UK, because we we comb the internet. Are we sure we got every book? Because she has all the, what does she have? One through six. Yeah, one through six. And we can't find the others in the States. So it's basically because of um, publishers pick up different books or what is it? Um, I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's just that the, the schedule's just behind or the publishing schedule is longer for some reason I'm not 100% sure but we're on so I'm on book going to be releasing book 12 in in Isadora in September oh wow okay so we'll have to keep looking and you know it's an interesting time like I noticed that you had an Isadora day to launch that series or that book what are you doing for publicity or promotion for Victoria Stitch how how do you think that publicists or publishing houses are going to deal with that at this point um, I'm not sure. I think it's up in the air at the moment. Okay. Yeah. That seems to be the going thought or answer is we don't know yet. Nobody knows yet. Um, but yeah, at least you I mean, ha- I think we'll do some online stuff. Right. At least you have the, um, uh, the internet and things like that to, um, expand on. So I just wanted to take it a little bit back so we can, if you don't mind, I wanted to ask you, how did you like, for instance, how did you start your career? with the series of Isadora Moon? Um, well, I'd already had um, some books published actually in the US. Um, oh. So because I had those published, I I had an agent. And then because I had an agent, when I had this new idea for Isadora, um, it was sort of quite easy to then show my agent and then get my agent to show it to publishers. And then one of them picked it up. That was how Isadora started. Oh, wow. So do you have any advice for aspiring authors who are trying to get published? I mean, I don't know if it's more difficult in the States or in the UK, but that's kind of the running question. Okay, I wrote this book. um, I have a treatment. What do you suggest these authors do? Um, Well, I can can say what I did, but it's probably not massively helpful Mm -hmm. um, because what I did was I did... I studied illustration at university and then I did an MA in children's book illustration in wow. Cambridge. Um, so that course was very much um, sort of linked up with publishers or um, right. sort of in contact with publishers, I guess. Or I see. I don't know. It was Basically, you could get your work seen, um, really, I think, if you did that course because it was, they had a show in London and the publishers would come and see the, the final um, art and stuff. So that's how I, oh, and it got taken to Bologna Book Fair as well. Um, and that's where I got spotted. Oh, okay. So that's how I got started. So it's not very helpful because I think I got into it really through the illustration side and then oh. became the writer after that. So 
I don't actually know how I'd have done it if I was just writing. So when you say a course at Cambridge, did you mean you went through a whole program, a four-year program, or what do you suggest? Um, I mean, it was helpful for me. Mm-hmm. I um, yeah, so it was an, it was a master's in children's book illustration, and it was a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of illustrating, creating children's books, and then a big show at the end where we could display our work, and then publishers would come and and look at it because it was quite a well-known course. There's only a few um, children's book MAs um, in the country. Mm-hmm. I think there might just be two. I'm not 100% sure. So I'd say um, um, getting an agent is a really um, excellent, helpful thing if you can. Right. Now, um, a lot of people, what, are your, what, what is your advice on self-publishing? Because I do see a lot of that as well. Um, I, I don't know if I, I haven't really had much experience with self-publishing, to be honest. I mean, obviously, if you if you can get a publisher to publish you, people do that. But then some people say, well, let me, I haven't had any bites. I'm just going to put this out. That's what a lot of people, at least in the States, do. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know a huge amount about it at all. No, um, okay. I did self-publish my first Victoria Stitch book years ago when I was um, a student. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't sell many copies of that online, I think. It's hard to get marketing, I think, obviously, when you're self-publishing. Right. I think that's probably the difficulty. But I, I really don't know, to be honest. I don't know a lot about it. Okay. So what is your, actually, your creative writing process? You had mentioned that you, because I was going to ask that question too. This is kind of a double question. What came first, the illustration or the writing? And what is your creative process? Uh, I think my character comes first. Before anything else, I have a character and I um, know what they look like. So I think I would draw them first and then I would write a story about them. And then I would then do the illustrations to go along with that story. So I'd say I'd start with character. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing for me is character. Right, right. And um, how long does it usually take you to write, let's say, a chapter? I mean, an Isadora book, I can, I can actually write. I think I write them in about four days. A full book, wow. Well, they're 6,500 words, so okay. yeah, a couple of thousand a day for mm-hmm. a few days. That's great. So you And then obviously they edit. Right. I was going to ask you that too, because I also, um, I know editors, some people work with them more than others. So you do work with an editor that you have a great relationship with? Oh, yeah, I really love my editor. Um, uh, yeah, so I've worked with her on all the Isadora Moon books and the Victoria Stitch book. Um, and, yeah, I I just feel I work really well with her. Yeah, so I'll write the whole thing, the first draft, send it to her, and she'll give me suggestions and things. And and then I'll, you know, edit again. And then that's it usually takes about maybe two edits, I think, for Isadora. And then, but a lot more for Victoria Stitch. That's been a real different right. beast. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about more about it. But I want to ask you a couple more questions about editing, or or an editor. It's almost like a marriage. So do you, um, when people seek editors, do they kind of interview? Do they try them out? Or you know, even with my husband in music, he some people come to him and say, I want you to mix this song, and they kind of try to start a relationship and they feel each other out for a little while. Is it the same process as um, a writer working with an editor? 
Um, in my experience, I've always just been sort of given an editor because I've done a couple of picture books as well um, before Isadora. And every time um, the publisher just sort of, I think, assigns you an editor. Mm, okay. Oh, no, oh, no, the editor, actually. I don't always, actually, I don't 100% know exactly how it works because my editor for Isadora actually is, is um, she's called Claire. Claire commissioned Isadora um, and she's my editor for Isadora. Um, so actually, now I think about it, I think the the other two times as well, the person who commissioned the book, who decided that they wanted to publish it, mm-hmm. then became the editor. So, yeah, I don't know the workings of, of how it all works in, in the actual publishing house. But When you were presenting um, Isadora Moon, did you get any rejections or was it all, I'm sure it was all, people were just fighting over you, I'm sure, because it's such a great series. <laughs> no, only only one publisher wanted it, which was the one I'm with. OUP, which I'm so happy I'm with. But um, yeah, no one else actually wanted it anyway. That worked out perfectly. Yeah, it worked out really well. And um, do you think, we'll get into Victoria Stitch in a bit. I want to ask you more questions about that. But do you think that you'll always be writing children's books? I don't think I would actually ever write anything above that age group because I just don't naturally think I would. Mm-hmm. When I wrote um, Victoria Stitch, I thought it was teen. I thought it was older um, than it was. But my editor, she said, um, this reads a bit more like a a middle grade. So we uh, got rid of some bits in it and uh, made it middle grade, which I'm so much happier with now. Right. So I guess you, I mean, because you you seem to really relate with these kind of characters. Because you were drawing, did you draw from your childhood? And and I um, recall seeing, I think, a video online about you can't, you know, like my daughter was talking about about camping. And um, did you draw from experience most of your characters? I think so. I don't really know um, how, they just pop into my head. But yeah, I guess it's all just like a culmination of things um, that I've absorbed over my life, Mm -hmm. um, I think. Yeah. Is there anything else that you can tell us? I know um, you haven't released Victoria Stitch. Can you tell us anything else about it, or do you are you allowed to? Or uh, so Victoria Stitch and Celestine are twins, um, and they're very different. Um, they're like moonlight and sunshine, and um, they are denied their royal birthright, mm-hmm. um, and it's about. Um, sort of I guess the fight for the throne in a way mm-hmm. although it's not so much a fight Palestine isn't she's not you know fighting for it but yeah it's about Victoria Stitch sort of fighting for her right um that was taken away from her her right to be queen she's just obsessed with being the queen I can imagine some of your younger readers for instance like my daughter who is probably ready to graduate into the next level of reading. And I, I think it would be very inspiring for her that she would want to move on. They, they call them AR readers where they say the level of reading. I think it would inspire the younger kids looking at Isadora to want to graduate to the um, Victoria Stitch. I can imagine you'll have that whole audience. Yeah, that would be, that would be great if the uh, readers of Isadora liked, you know, moved up and enjoyed Victoria Stitch. Now, I have a story, a small story. Um, So we were in Barnes & Noble here in America, um, in Los Angeles. 
And we were looking for trying to encourage my daughter to want to read or at least embrace a series. And um, she was struggling with reading because she needed glasses and no one knew. She was farsighted. And so she couldn't really even see the page in the book. So she ended up getting, of course, pink glasses. And that opened up a whole new world. So we went to Barnes & Noble and we literally were going through the books and we came across the series of Isadora Moon. And I have to say, I absolutely love the covers, the colors. Um, I have them right here. Let me just look. The characters are so captivating. You immediately, as soon as she saw the book, she was like, I'm having it. And we bought as many that were available at Barnes & Noble at the time. How did you come about these colors? Now, I don't want to use the typical word branding, but was, was this organic? Like I'm looking at the cover of Isadora Moon now, goes camping, and the campfire is pink. Now what little girl does not, especially, you know, kids who love outdoors and camping, um, there's a campfire that's pink. I mean, this is fabulous. How did, did that come organically, the colors? Um, for the covers, um, well, the covers are completely different in the UK. I, I didn't design that cover mm-hmm. um, okay. that, that you've got there. Because um, in the UK, the covers are all black and pink, whereas they have added colour um, in them for the US. Oh, I see. So yeah. um, I actually didn't design that cover. Um, someone at, um, in the publishing house, I think, designed it. Um, and they took an image from the inside of the book and put it on the front and added some colour. Mm, okay. So I actually didn't design that. But the um, black and pink is was like sort of just very natural like that wasn't even a I've just loved black and always loved black the combination of black and pink mm-hmm. um the like the gloss and the candy side like mixed together mm-hmm. the juxtaposition of candy pink and gothic black I just love that so um I really wanted to use black and pink just because I loved it but it wasn't any sort of plan you know um, marketing thing. plan like branding thing or anything I just love those colors yeah that's I really those are actually my favorite colors black and pink oh are they yeah <laughs> well, they're it great. reminds me of Paris and they're so contrasty and I'm I'm from back I'm from New York so I love the there's a lot of black in New York and then coming to California and it just I have to lighten up a little bit so <laughs> so yeah. um you know so it's interesting. Um, there's a lot of books that have gone from um, book to film or book to series. Do you ever see Isadora Moon being an animation? Um, it would be really cool if it was a TV series. There has been interest in it, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. We'll see whether it, you know, actually happens. Um, but yeah, it would be amazing to see it. I could definitely see it as a TV series. Like an anim- an animation, yeah. Now, if um, if you were to do that, I know. Well, you're the creator. Would you want a lot of hands on creativity, or how do you feel you would approach that? Uh, I actually, I actually don't feel like I would need to have a lot of control over it because I think it's hard for people who are um, working on creative things to. Um, be be able to be fully creative if they've got someone kind of breathing down their neck you know I feel like it would work best if they were allowed to explore their their version of it Mm -hmm. 
obviously I would like to be, you know, be involved, but I wouldn't want to be, I don't need to be super involved in that. And did you, so you're pretty much wrapping up Vic, Victoria Stitch right now and you're ready to release it in September. Have you been starting the second book of Victoria Stitch? Um, I Well, I should have started it by now, I think, but, but it was because I was ill. Um, it oh, really set me back. I'm so sorry. Because I was meant to have finished. Yeah, oh no, it's, it's fine, but it's, it's just, um, it was just annoying because um, I was meant to have finished the first Victoria Stitch by now. Um, and so that's why I'm still finishing it off now. Um, so I'm a bit behind schedule at the moment, but as long as I get it finished by mid-May, it's going to be coming out in September and I, I'm almost there. So oh, good. I will get it finished. Good. And how do you juggle being, I mean, I'm sure I have, um, I have a lot of um, moms out there and the audience. How do you manage being creative and also having a young daughter and then husband and the whole family dynamic? How does that work? Um, well, I'm quite lucky in the fact my husband works with me. He he does all my admin. He does all the organization of events and all the school visits and all that side of things. And he's at home all the time to help looking after our daughter. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm able to do it. If he was out the house every day at work somewhere else, I would no way be able to create as much as I can. Mm-hmm. So I'm lucky in that way. Props to him. That's really nice. That's great. It does take a team effort. I work with my husband as well, and we couldn't do it. What he does well, I don't do well. What I do well, he does not do well. So it works out. You have to have a yeah. team effort. You have to have a team effort. So yeah. what is your typical day? Do you wake up and just start writing? I'm most productive in the morning. So I will usually start work sort of straight after breakfast and just just um, work through, um, then we'll have lunch, then we'll probably go out and do some sort of exercise, like a walk or something, and then um, I will carry on. Mm-hmm. And then I usually stop at about, well, we have dinner really early because of our daughter, so we eat at five-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stop by that point, usually. So you are being creative most days. Yeah. It just comes out. That's that's what I hear from a lot of people who are very successful, either musicians or authors or um, painters. They, they can't not do it. Do you feel like that? Are you that person? Yeah, I definitely feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I don't, have, I don't actually have any, a schedule. So for me, a weekend, which is probably bad, but a weekend for me is not necessarily a day off, like, because I enjoy it, I can just sort of keep going in any moment. But I, I, I like to obviously make sure I um, have an, enough breaks to spend time with my daughter as well. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously that's, that's important. So mm-hmm. um, I don't work as much as I used to. I used to work longer hours. Like I'd work all into the evening and everything. Um, but now I don't work quite as much as that. Also, it takes a toll on your body because my arm, um, my hand, um, you know, like carpal, you know, sort of um, mm-hmm. RSI and stuff. If you, if you don't stop enough, mm-hmm. have enough breaks. You, so, um, yeah, I'm just a bit more, a bit more careful to have breaks and things nowadays. Now, you talked about um, Isadora, her, the illustrations in Isadora Moon were hand done. Um, and then, and yeah. watercolors, do you still work like that when you were, when you're doing, um, the new 
series of Victoria Stitch? Yes, I do, actually. I, um, I draw them, I sketch them, then I ink them up with a pen and ink and paint them in watercolour. And then I'll scan them in and sort of tidy them up on Photoshop and, um, you know, maybe change some tones here and there. But yeah, they're generally hand, they're mostly hand drawn. What kind of markers are you using these days? I I just use a dip pen um, with a really thin nib. Yeah, no, that's actually it really. A, a fine liner as well for some very small details. Mm-hmm. Mainly just a dip pen. Right. So you sketch it. Do you sketch the the work in pencil first, and then copy it over with your ink? Is that how you do it? I sketch it out, and then I scan it into the computer and darken all the tones, print it out, put it on my light box under a watercolor paper, and then um, ink it up from there. Because I don't find the pencil line is dark enough mm-hmm. um, under the light box, really. Wow, that's an interesting technique. Do you think ever you will have your own designs, your own clothing designs? <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, I actually wouldn't say I'm very fashionable at all, really. No. I feel like I have a costume for my <laughs> um, events and things. But I mean, in day to day life, I am very much like leggings and a. I do generally just wear black and pink, but mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't say I'm a very fashionable person. Well, I really. saw on your, you know, just from your videos, they look so like so much fun and the little creatures that you have and and um um I think we were on your website and I noticed that your t-shirts ran out and I was like, darn. <laughs> but no, it was something that definitely I. I, th- I thought, wow, this person should be, she, Harriet should definitely look into being a designer. I thought maybe that might be in the, like in the, in the future. I mean, again, the word branding, everything seems to be about that these days, you know. Um, I think the internet exacerbated that. So that's why I was asking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't see myself going down like a clothing route. I mean, unless Isadora ever did like really well and then, you know, it, it got started making like clothes with Isadora on it or something but I mean that wouldn't really I would say probably be something I would have been that involved in I guess Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't think I really have it in me to do anything (laughs) with fashion or (laughs) yeah do you see in the future you doing anything else besides writing I don't think so really no I always liked the idea of being a jewelry designer I always thought that would be cool but I can't, I feel like you have to pick something um, and stick at it if you want to, you know, get good at it kind of thing. And I feel like I wouldn't necessarily want to hop onto something else because you have to learn. Well, no, I mean, I suppose you could. I, well, just personally, I don't think I would. I would deviate from writing and illustrating. I love making models. Yeah, I was. My daughter's so captivated by the little, the little creatures that you have. The little mini what do they call mini and and there's so many on pinterest and she was just inspired and she wants to do some now she wants to create a little village so that might be a project that we'll be doing in the near future thanks to you thanks to her seeing your stuff <laughs> that sounds really fun yeah um are, do you have any pl- have you been to the states on book fairs like there's a huge one called um what is it, the LA Times Book Festival? Have you ever come to any of the festivals here or anything like that? I've never been to a book festival in America. I've, I've, I have been to America, but I haven't, not not on work or anything. Mm-hmm. My granddad lives there, actually. He lives uh, near New York, I think. 
Oh, okay. Okay. So no, no future. Well, it's hard to even say what's going to happen um, in the near future. We've really, you know, like I said, you know, we were, again, did you don't know anything about the books? Why? We can't find certain ones here. We can't find certain books here, but they're, they are definitely released in the UK. How does one get in hold of those books? Do you know? Well, I think they're just going to be, I think they will be released in, um, in the US, but it's just going to be, it'll be later. So I think there will be another Isadora coming out, I guess, number seven. Um, also, I don't know, do they do one a year or two a year? I'm not sure. I don't know. I think the ones my daughter said she doesn't have is Isadora Gets in Trouble. Was that the one? Oh, they're not published. Yeah, because they published them out of order as well, actually, they pu- in the oh, US. Okay. So, okay, that's good to know. Yeah, Trouble is number five here. But I think they skipped it and they did num- they they did it in a different order. So I don't know when that one's going to come to you, I'm afraid. Okay. Well, that's good to know. But um, did you want to say anything else before we sign off? Um, I have a website. It's uk. Okay, that's fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Harriet. And you can also find Harriet on um, all the social media outlets. And um, maybe I'm sure we'll be seeing her sometime in the States. Maybe she'll come visit my daughter's school at some point. And um, we'd love to have you. And I appreciate your time. I know you're super busy and juggling being creative and a mom, but I, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Okay, we'll speak soon. And um, we'll talk soon. Thank you again. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to reach out for a reading. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Spiritual Reading. Stop by my website at spiritual-readings.com and I look forward to hearing from you and sharing this journey.